Oh, it's cracking lovely people. Welcome back to the Big Feed Up HQ podcast. Now, before we get into the show, I just want to let you know about a few sponsors that help me keep the lights on. So, 33 Fuel produce natural and powerful sports nutrition products. They've just brought out a new energy bar and a protein bar. I've been using both for a few of my bimbles recently. Get on over to 33 Fuel. The link is in my show notes. You get 10% off by using MAT10 on your first order. No brainer. They have gluten free products, dairy free products, everything's plant based. Really interesting stuff. Now, number two Crew Cafe produce organic coffee pods and grounds. Again, link is in the show notes, lovely people. And you receive 20% with up crew. Code up crew, all caps, crack on. You can bang them in your usual Nespresso pod machines, all that jazz. I go for their ground coffee and I use that in my filter uh, most mornings. Really delicious stuff. Now, let's get into the show. I have Paul. Bungana from Fair, so Fair produce ethical wine and spirits. So we're really going to geek out on all things alcohol today, lovely people. They produce vodka, rum, gin, really, really cool stuff. And I actually met one of Paul's colleagues, a chap called Ewan, just basically on a stand in Waitrose. I had a little taste up of some of their products. I was really interested in the taste profile, uh, what the company has to say, and I haven't featured anyone around alcohol on the show yet, so hopefully Paul can give us some nuggets around how his products are made and can get some really interesting takeaways around uh, taste profiles, around just alcohol in general. So I really hope you enjoy this conversation. And as always, please subscribe to the show and enjoy. Paul, welcome to the show. Hi, good, um, good afternoon. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, I'm really good. I'm really looking forward to getting into this. So I think the perfect place to start would just be to let the listeners know a bit of background on yourself, how you got into doing what you're doing, and then obviously just let everyone know about the products. And then hopefully we can take a deep dive into how you make them and just generally talk about alcohol because this is the first guest I've had on the show and uh, around alcohol. And I think it could be a really, really interesting conversation. Okay, yes, sounds great. A uh, lot to share, actually. Uh, that's exciting. Uh, well, so, you know, I'm the uh, global brand ambassador for FAIR and uh, had a chance, actually, to be the first person involved with our founder, Alexandre Kwaronski. Uh, so started uh, 10 years ago, actually. It'll be 10 years uh, next month. It's quite, quite crazy, actually. Time flies. Um, I guess even more when you're passionate about what you do. Um, to give you a bit of a background, basically, you know, the reason of why I, I got involved was um, is, a, is a funny is a funny and uh, story. But basically, went to left everything I had um, working in a fashion retail environment uh, before, and decided that it wasn't really what I wanted to do anymore, and uh, decided to to go traveling around Southeast Asia, backpacking for a few months. Compared to a lot of people, you know, they say, oh, I'm going to do that so I can find myself or discover myself. It wasn't really the purpose. The purpose was really just to travel and discover the world. But funny enough, I ended up to 
understand myself a little bit more. Um, and what I really, what I really took out from that trip was realizing that obviously, I guess, uh, like everybody, I wanna, I wanted to be part of something that I love and that I can be very passionate about. That, um, hopefully, I can make a good living at uh, from. Um, but also just looking at a bigger picture that I just didn't want to be part of a business that had no meaning. I wanted something that had a purpose, something where, um, you know, when you wake up every day, you know, yeah, you're changing things. And um, I got lucky, you know, I, when I went back to France, someone introduced me to Alexandre. And I think at the time he was really the only person that I ever met that was looking at things or at life or at business in a similar way as me. And I would say that knowing that I had no background on spirits or bars or whatever, uh, I think the, the reason of why he took me on board is because I understood uh, what he was trying to do with the brand and what he was trying to bring to this industry. Uh, so that's where it all, um, it all started. <coughs> Sorry, a little, little cold with that weather changing. No, no, you're great. I'm the same. I had to bang down a load of water, and it's just making sure I clear my throat and try and be as, yeah, as clear as possible. I'm always pausing it and coughing and stuff. But no worries, mate. Interesting. So, you know, that's the inception. You obviously started to work together then. Did he have a, a clear mind of of what he wanted to or you guys wanted to produce, or was there any, was was there any thought around? Um, the vodka or, or the gin or the rum you know what what kind of came first and then uh yeah yeah, yeah. so there was um the, there was a pretty clear uh, strategy which was all about so you know when you look at this uh category it has changed since for sure but back then and even still today still very much led by some of the biggest group and biggest brand that everyone knows and they all had and still have a very strong focus on, you know, packaging, celebrity endorsements, advertising. Um, and to us, we felt like they obviously had a lack of um, focus on, you know, story uh, or meaningful story, purpose, ethic, sustainability, and eventually for some actually also maybe a lack of focus on the quality of the product that they were trying to produce. So the idea was to basically really go into one of the most competitive category uh, that drives billions and billions of uh, of bottles uh, a year and kind of go and challenge it, which was definitely very ambitious. And it still is today, you know, it's, the, the leaders are still the leaders. Um, but I think what's changed is now most of the brands out there uh, are trying to also have that kind of sustainable approach, which could be from you know, supporting a community to uh, making sure that they are plastic free or that they give back or, you know, um, trying to bring some kind of ethical story and not just like a a story that's been made up by a clever marketing agency Um, because consumers now read more, understand more, have access to information a lot more easily and new generation are, are a lot more concerned uh, well, you know, obviously, today is a good day to talk about those things with um, the um, the march that are taking place about climate change all around the world. Um, and, you know, one thing that we've always been doing is, I've, I've always been saying to a lot of people, you know, when I um, 
do trainings or we do events with consumers is, you know, the point with being a, bringing more ethic and trying to have a more sustainable way of living is, I'm not saying that you've got to leave everything you've got and go and travel to some poor countries and, and, and they help the people there, even though it will be a fantastic thing to do. The point is to realize that on a daily basis, by just changing a few little things, you can have a tremendous impact on people's life on earth. And it actually makes you feel great, you know, because you know that you're contributing, you know, a lot of people just think in a small scale on how can I make my neighbor better? Or how can I make uh, my farm farmers live better? How can I make my economy stronger? But how about the rest of the world? You know, if, excuse my French, the rest of it is fucked up, you're not going to be able to solve any issue. Um, and, you know, to me, based on, you know, what we, how we source our ingredient is also to make people realize that, and obviously today is maybe not the best time in Europe, but it can definitely be a lot worse, is we're lucky to be Europeans. You know, when you look at people coming from Mexico or coming from Bolivia or coming from Salvador, Belize, you know, we're talking high level of uh, uh, corrupted governments, high level of uh, uh, drugs, gangs. Um, and, you know, a lot of the people that leave those countries are not leaving the place because um, they just want to go and learn a new language or because they, they think that it's funky, cool, uh, working opportunities in, in, in London. It's just because they're scared for their life and they know that there's no future. And I really believe that it's not because they are 5,000 miles away from us that we should forget about them. And that one major effort should be done by us as Westerners is to reduce the gap on how we live and how they live. Because we all deserve the same chances in life. And actually going a bit deeper, that's a personal thought, but I think you know, solving issues in those parts of the world will solve a lot of the issue that we actually have on our side. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the approach and the, the state of mind. Mm -hmm. Now that that makes sense. now that's good, and it pro you know it provides a lot of context for the listeners around how passionate you are and and your team, <laughs> and obviously you know that. But that's key because then that's you know there's this longevity in things when you take that approach and then also around where you're getting your ingredients who you're working with um you know where you're going in terms of uh, sourcing it transport everything so when someone sees a bottle of um you know some something like you you guys make and taste it and and everyone around it can talk about it and and then you can kind of uh yeah savor it and uh, know where it comes from like you said people are waking up to uh, wanting to know about these kind of things and then also just taking a bit more time spending a little bit more money on things that are produced well and ethically so that's why I wanted to get you onto the show to just kind of dive a little bit deeper and I will have questions around you know how do you make your alcohol um, you know talking to you because you're probably very experienced around what what happens when um, some someone drinks you know different levels of spirits and all those kind of things so they're cool questions for me from like a uh, just like a general 
not just health side of things, but just uh, you know what what happens to the body around uh, taking in gin or vodka or rum or all that kind of thing. But yeah, just the way the products are produced, um, even from my perspective, because I purchased them, I tried them, I just generally wanted to know a bit more too. And then when I have them in the house and I share them with friends and family over time, you know, we're we're a bit more connected. And and I think that's that's important, especially when you're thinking about what you're drinking and you're enjoying it and you know especially my stage of life now coming into the 30s and thinking about having a family all that kind of side of things I'm not going to be hammering myself on cheap booze like I used to so um yeah so maybe just let the listeners know a little bit now about uh, you choose out of the one of your products that you want to kind of go into and talk about and how they're made and what goes into them so that'd be really cool yeah for sure well you know I guess the first one to, to talk about is uh fair uh quinoa vodka you know our um, our original product that's what we started with um and obviously being made from uh, quinoa is um it's pretty cool pretty trendy i hope that uh, <laughs> your listeners are understanding the way i'm saying quinoa so you know quinoa is this very super cool uh on-trend uh grain uh, that became very popular in the last maybe three four years uh being the only gluten-free uh, grain available um, so you know, as part as one of the great thing were, has been to work along with the Fair Trade Foundation every time we wanted to develop a new product, and ask them about, oh, you know, can you tell us uh, or provide a list of um, all kind of Fair, fair Trade uh, grain or, um, or or corn or whatever, and where we could source them from. And same thing when it comes to uh, coffee beans or cacao nibs or uh, juniper berries and you know they basically simply provide you a list and you understand um, where what, what what those ingredients ingredients are and where you can uh, source them from and so you know about 12 years ago when Alexandre discovered quinoa like everybody else he had no idea of what it was and you know by doing research we realized that it really represented exactly uh, what we wanted to use for our product because um, the idea was to not say that our product was distilled 15 times and filtered through diamond dust and throw sparkles into customers' eyes with a, b- a bottle that would have a dragon and gold flakes in it, but have a major focus on the quality of the liquid and offer something that would be extremely easy to drink, but also have uh, maybe a bit more flavor, a bit more character. Could almost say that we ended up to have some kind of like new world uh, vodka, because it's obviously different than the classic Russian or, or Polish vodka mm. and um, you know so it took, it took quite a while to work out the, the, the final recipe but so you know using Fairtrade and organic quinoa from Bolivia um, so you know a lot of people know about quinoa now but obviously 10 years ago talking about Fairtrade organic quinoa vodka did kind of sound like a different language you know at, at first I thought it was maybe my accent but it was definitely because <laughs> people had no clue uh, our understanding about um, all those kind of keywords and what we were trying to bring to um, to the mar- to the market, um, and you know, quinoa is such an interesting ingredient. You know, it grows originally only in Peru and Bolivia. Um, ours is from uh, Bolivia, so it grows on the uh, Altiplano, uh, which is an incredible uh, place, uh, sixteen thousand feet high. Uh, it's pretty dry, so very cold weather. Um, you know, as uh, Europeans, your body will take like a few days to adjust uh, before you can actually feel comfortable. You know, it's uh, 
a time where you will suffer from major headaches, feel quite sick uh, because it's so high in altitude. Mm. Uh, you can imagine that you know, even though the people uh, that work there are born there, um, it's not the easiest um, work life uh, for sure. Uh, um, is you know, through what we do is to help uh, the, the, the co-op uh, financially and improves improve people's people's life. And then you know, we bring uh, the ingredient back uh, to France in a cognac area where we uh, basically make the products. Mm. And then what do you what do you personally like to have it with or do you have it on its own and then what have you found customers tend to enjoy as well that's probably the next two questions that yeah I'm, I'm keen so to understand. One, one thing that you might have experienced actually when you came across the product the first time is we always want people to try our product needs mm-hmm. uh, ideally room temperature um, first because most people tend to react and saying, no, 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 I don't, I don't do need, need vodka. And I kind of say, well, you're right, because most of the time it will be pretty harsh. Uh, but, you know, for us, it's a way to say, look, you know, we've got nothing to hide. On contrary, we've got plenty to show. And what we want to do there is show you confidence, quality. Um, and, you know, basically, will be a way for us to help you realize and understand the difference with um, other brands that you might might have had because um, you know it will be strong. You know, don't get me wrong; it's forty percent ABV, so it is strong. Uh, but rather than have that kind of ethanol, rubbing alcohol uh, feel and flavor, is more on a kind of nice, soft, warming mm. approach with a liquid that will have that kind of nice sweetness and vanilla flavor coming through, which is quite delicate and offering a really lovely kind of buttery mouthfeel um, and you know something a bit more lasting something that really excites your t- taste bud and um, offer offer you a lovely drinking experience and then you know from there I actually would say that you know on the rocks I personally really like it uh, dry martini when I'm out definitely a go-to um, just drink responsibly those are quite uh, they take you from behind you know they're a bit dangerous uh, especially when they're done well uh, always with a twist and then you know because we've got a really cool uh, a really cool range of liqueurs you know if you like coffee you know uh, we have our coffee liqueur to do an espresso martini uh, it's definitely a go-to super trendy right now mm. um, with our um, goji berry liqueur or kumquat liqueur you can make a really nice uh, cosmo um, wondering that is very popular as well especially in the US uh, but I think it's a good way to showcase the, the flavor and the texture of our product is a Moscow Mule um, you know vodka lime juice beer of ginger ale super refreshing looks cool um, really good cocktail mm-hmm. so that that'll be kind of my recommendation now that's great and I've, I've tried the espresso martini uh, sorry yeah uh, yeah yeah no the uh, yeah that is correct yeah I've tried the, the espresso liqueur that you do with the vodka I did that with my dad and that was that was delicious and what I'll do lovely people is I'll link uh, to the website for fair so they've got really easy to to kind of uh, um, see infographics of each bottle and obviously you can just click and look through so um, I suppose yeah, yeah it depends on the recipes as well oh right you got the recipes and I think that's always it isn't it because I think generally people just get a bit of decision fatigue around 
um, you know how to make things and what to do. But then often it's yeah. it's, it's it's a nice way of of uh, treat treating someone. But then also just like you said, experimenting with flavors and trying things and savoring it. So yeah, it'd be cool because um, I suppose the other side of things that, that that I love and that I know is obviously um, re- really um, become incredibly popular in in uh, drinking scene is is gin. So that's yeah you know that that would be quite interesting to hear about the inception of of that product and then uh yeah similar to 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 how you make it and um what you think it should go with and 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 kind of go from there yeah for sure um well the gin is a really interesting product i think um obviously became a, a very very saturated um category um for the one who don't who don't know about it, but basically when you look at gin, there's um, originally three different categories. So you've got London Dry, which is a certain style. It doesn't mean that it has to be made in London. It's just a style that usually quite on a citrus, citrusy kind of flavor. And then you've got the Old Tom, which is uh, kind of a, an old way uh, from the 17th, 18th century of making gin. You know, so basically it's um, about adding sugar um, you know, it's quite a funny story, but you know, back back then when uh, you know water was basically so unsafe to drink, people would drink gin. But the gin was obviously far from being as drinkable as it is today. So people, you know, bars or people would just drop a lot of sugar in it um, and um, make it a bit smoother and sweeter. Um, and then you've got the, the Plymouth style, which is basically something that you only find in Plymouth in England. Um, so we decided to go for um, originally uh, for London dry style, but looking at the amount of brands that were out there and the fact that they all use a lot of uh, orange peel, lemon peel, um, lime peel, so a lot of ingredients that bring citrus flavor. Um, that's one of the really dominant uh, tastes that you're going to get. So what we've been trying to do is to have something that would have maybe more layers. So. Not that I don't think it's a bad thing to have citrus flavor into your gin, but the idea is you want to have a bit more than that, you know, because there's obviously a certain amount of botanicals, ingredients being used, and, you know, you want something that's going to taste interesting on its own, and then that can actually also come through if you mix it with tonic and uh, offer a cocktail. Um, so, you know, also, um, you know, we only use six ingredi- ingredients, uh, which, which, which is pretty cool. Um, the reason why we did that was because when we launched it about four or five years ago, it was a time where quite a few, oh, quite a lot of brands actually, were coming out saying, oh, we've got 12, 20, 47, 60 botanicals, which is why we have such a complex uh, product. And I personally, and I think the brand agree with that, fully disagree. Um, and it can be actually a lot more difficult to come up with an interesting and tasty product with a lower amount of uh of botanicals because you're working out you have to work out the balance of each of the flavor uh and it's going to be a lot harder um i've actually someone shared that with me the other day uh which i thought was really interesting because you could compare that quite easily uh between two types of asian food you know if you take something like uh, maybe uh, vietnamese food with a wok you throw a lot of stuff in there 
and then you try and if you think it's uh, not salty enough you add soy sauce if it's too salty add a bit of water if it's not spicy enough just for a lot of chili and all of a sudden you know you're definitely going to have something that actually eventually tastes pretty good mm. uh, now on the and it's all together and it looks pretty cool and you and you, you stuff your face on the other side you're gonna get or another Asian food which would be the Japanese food where on that side is much uh, a much smaller amount of ingredients that are usually positioned into a plate um, in order so that you can experience each of those flavors individually or have an ultimate experience by pairing them together you know like a little bit of um, you know let's say a tuna that's been stayed for a second and then you can eat it on its own but you can also maybe put a bit of wasabi and then maybe a bit of soya sauce and maybe a bit of uh, uh, sesame seed and then you know and then you just play 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 around like that but what it creates is it creates an experience and also something so much more exciting for for your palate but it takes so much more uh, effort and thinking to be able to achieve that and i think you know in a way uh without being too pretentious is what we've been trying to do with uh, fair gin and you know when you try it it has such an incredible smell and if, uh, on the other side I will have such a different kind of tasting approach uh, so before describing that actually one of the really cool thing as I was saying before um, you know every time we want to develop products we speak with the Fairtrade Foundation and we did that uh, for the juniper uh, so you know obviously to make uh, gin you must use juniper as a main ingredient if you don't have that it can't be a gin and it happens that the only Fairtrade juniper is from Uzbekistan so, you know, not a country that you talk about so often. So it was quite interesting to uh, discover that and actually eventually meet uh, the, 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 the farmers over there and uh, understand more how they live and all the, uh, the issue or problematic that uh, farmers, um, men and women can have um, in that country. Um, so altogether, we've got six ingredients. So you've got uh, juniper, coriander, cardamom, Angelica roots from Uzbekistan, and then grain of paradise and cadmus roots. So, you know, when you look at those ingredients, they all bring something kind of special. Um, we have two types of roots, so the Angelica, which is commonly used in gin, usually bringing uh, small notes of earthiness and somehow on the technical side, helps to hold the flavors of all the other ingredients together. So when you have quite a bit small amount like that, it means that the flavors of each ingredient is not gonna explode and go all over the place meaning that for some could simply disappear from the actual, actual um, tasting session. Now we have another uh, route, which is the calamus. So having the two together really increase the nose. So you end up with this kind of strong, earthy uh, uh, feel, which is very much like, almost like between truffle and mushroom, I would say. Uh, some Italians would actually think that it tastes, it smells like a, a truffle risotto, which uh, I very much agree with. Um, or if you want to be a bit more uh, poetic, I guess, you could imagine that you're walking into your forest in the morning and you smell the, the moose at, a, uh, at the bottom of a tree after it's been raining a little bit in the morning. So it, it's, it's all about the earth and it's, it's pretty fantastic and I think also just so different and unique, which is great. Um, and then, you know, the taste is actually quite light and refreshing with a lot of fennel and, and, and licorice. Um, and also slightly citrusy so you know we don't as I was saying you know we don't use any lemon peel or orange peel or, uh, or whatever but we have coriander uh, and it's a dedicated amount of it so the, that ingredient brings little
to suck it all down. Uh, if you take the grain of uh, paradise, it's a type of a strong pepper, and so it brings a little bit of uh, spice to it. So what's interesting, it will help you to have a, a liquid that's gonna be uh, lasting, you know, something that hits the taste bud at the back, make it last a little longer so it stays in your mouth, coat the palate, uh, which is really lovely. Uh, cardamom, kind of soft spice, uh, again, you know, not as powerful as, as uh, grain of paradise, so it's not on like the chili side of things, but uh, you know, something that brings flavors up, flavors up, enhance flavors, uh, which is really interesting. So all altogether, it's just a, something different than your your classic uh, supermarket gin, that's for sure. Um, but at the same time, you know, it has complexity, but a very easy uh, approach. So you know, my advice is um, tonic water. If you want to go for a brand, I guess Fever Tree would be a good one. Uh, the Mediterranean uh, flavor that they have would be actually my go-to and just add like a thick uh, lemon zest you know just the zest you squeeze it hard on top uh, bring it all in you know uh, make it taste like an alcoholic lemon sorbet you know so super refreshing uh, just drink responsibly again you know because <laughs> those will go down way too quickly quickly on a on a hot night mm. um, and then you know because um, Autumn, winter is coming soon. Uh, if you want something that brings it a bit more uh, body, uh, what I would suggest is actually uh, grapefruit zest, which I think works really well as well. Uh, and if you want to feel like you're almost like a bit of a bartender, uh, grab some uh, Angostura bitters, uh, drop a, a couple of dashes in there, uh, brings a bit of color, um, extra flavor. That's really interesting. And then again, you know, if you want to make cocktails, you know, you go, because uh, we rec recommend uh, a dry martini with the fair vodka, I would go for a dirty martini. Um, sorry, very important point, actually, forgot to say that, but the fair vodka is used as a, an alcoholic base for the gin. So we take what we've uh, produced, infuse it with the botanicals, and then we distill. So I'm, I'm talking about that savory feel, you know, the vodka had that kind of buttery mouthfeel that I was uh, sharing with you. Um, and I think, you know, using that as a base uh, evolved to that kind of savory uh, mouthfeel, which is really fantastic. Mm. Mm. No, that's that's really cool. And I'm, and I'm glad you talked about the, uh, yeah, the origins of the of the juniper, because I went onto your website, which obviously I'll link in the show notes. And it just gives an interesting description. There's pictures, obviously, of the people that are involved there. And I yeah. think, like you said, people that are more interested in the story, they they want to understand what to put with drinks. They want to see where it comes from. It's a re it's a really good user experience that site, and I think it just allows you to understand things obviously on a on a deeper level. So no, that's really cool. And obviously, you know, your recall of what goes into the to the products, uh, where everything's from. You know, obviously you've been working working in and around it for a decade, but this is exactly why I wanted to get you on the show to basically just unpick things because um, some sessions are usually around food or have people on and they'll talk about their experiences in the outdoors or adventure or things like that. But I thought actually, if I'm going to get someone coming coming on to talk about you know alcohol and drinks, it's just nice to have a a different take on things really. So um, no, that's that's really really cool. I think the um, yeah, the final question for me would be, um, obviously, you, you've been working on so many things over the years. Um, there's quite a few established products out now and liqueurs. Um, what's next or uh, what are you excited about in the next kind of 
12 months or so kind of looking forward? Uh, well, there's always quite a lot going on. Actually, there's a, a little joke in the, within the company where every year we're, we're like, ah, that's, that's it, we're not launching anything new. And then a few months down the line, all of a sudden we've got all those crazy things in mind and eventually something comes out. But um, now w one of the things that we've done lately was to kind of trying to work, work on our strategy and uh, have something that we could take more out of. So we have had a major focus on our uh, fair coffee liqueur. Um, you know, basically we uh, doubled up the size and uh, worked out to be able to offer a more competitive price so you know something that you've discovered uh, at Waitrose uh, which is fantastic for us and works amazingly well for the Espresso Martini or as a pairing for, for desserts uh, but we also have a range of rum originally from uh, Billy's um, that we had a lot of success with especially in France uh, but what's very exciting because a lot of people have been asking for it is we have a rum from Paraguay uh, being launched uh, out of two weeks, um, aged in um, old Canadian rye whiskey barrels, uh, an amazing complexity, uh, it's absolutely delicious, very tropical flavor, um, it's so delicious, um, but you know, limited edition, only 500 bottles, which would be available on a few uh, websites, so uh, if there's any rum drinkers out there, uh, jump on it, because it will be gone pretty soon, and then there will be some something else on that that side along those lines uh, from another part of the world coming um, next year mm. uh, but I can't tell you too much about it yet because we want to keep it a bit of a secret about it uh, but it's exciting there's always there's always a lot of things going on there's always a lot of opportunities product wise you know when it comes to the liqueur you know we talked about the, uh, the coffee mostly but we have those esoteric fruits like goji berry kumquat acai pomegranate and I think, you know, the world has so much to offer. So why stop at just using cherry and blueberries and, um, you know, not try to bring something new um, all the time? One thing, actually, that uh, we are really working very hard on right now is, you know, we, we claim and stand for a lot of things, um, especially when it comes to this uh, ethic approach that we have. And we know that no one is perfect, uh, we're not, and we've always been working and trying to figure what else we could do. Uh, so right now, there's a, so first, you know, a few years ago, we changed the bottle and the label of our uh, uh, fair vodka, reducing the bottle weight, so CO2 emission, which we are working on doing for our liqueurs because they're quite heavy bottles right now. Uh, also, uh, spending a lot of time on finding a way to become plastic free, uh, because due to uh, EU uh, law, right now the top uh, to close the bottle has a little bit of plastic. But I'm confident that by mid next year this will be gone. So it's really fantastic. Um, and then, um, yeah, so you know, always you know, trying to find maybe what you could call grey areas. Uh, you know, it's good to do things, but. You should never take things for granted and always keep on on improving. And it's not just about improving as a as a business with your strategy or your finance. It's also just about what's inside and go a bit deeper. Mm. I think that's. I would say you know if any any of your any of the listeners right now 
uh, want a little bit more about uh, the farmers, you know, like as you said, you can see pictures, you know, on our social media, especially on fair drinks. Um, there's a lot of things about uh, the people in Bolivia, especially in, in Uzbekistan. Uh, we also, uh, I would also really highly recommend to visit uh, the Fairtrade Foundation website uh, because, again, you know, it's not. Uh, the, there's a lot of ways where you can get involved, and it starts from just basically sharing a post on your social media uh, about something that's happening, or that's about you know making a little donation uh, to support a project. Um, yeah, and just get more aware and educated on what's going on mm. all around the world. Perfect. And that's a great place to end because I think that's exactly why I wanted to get you on the show to talk about all of these things. So I'll link to your Instagram, to your website. I'll also link to the Fair Trade Foundation website on uh, the show notes. And uh, probably the, the last place to 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 finish with will be where can people get your products obviously they can go online and i found them in waitrose is there any other places that people can come across them yeah so for waitrose uh luckily and unfortunately at the same time you will only find our fair vodka and fair cafe uh and then for all the other product you've got a really cool website called master of molds or the whiskey exchange uh, that are really great uh to buy uh, alcohol online and then, you know, if you, in central London especially, you can find us at Harvinicals, uh, the department store, or Whole Foods as well. Um, and then, actually, maybe one of the easiest way to do is to go and have and enjoy a cocktail, because you can find us in maybe over 500 bars uh, in London, uh, and then many others around the country, wow. so like Manchester, where the brand is very well uh, positioned. And then, you know, you can find us in France, you can find us in California, in Australia, Hong Kong, Japan, uh, weirdly enough, in Finland hmm. uh, and Austria. So we, you know, we're available, I think, in about 37 uh, countries. Wow. Well, yeah. hopefully, if, they, we're a very small team. if the podcast grows and I've got, you know, listeners from Finland and, and a load of other <laughs> places, that'd be really cool. But look, you know, thanks so much Good for surprise. your time. And uh, I'll put I'll put everything you need, lovely people, in the show notes. And you know, if if you're a real uh, person that loves to geek out on alcohol, wants to know more, interested in where things are sourced, and you know what's happening around the world of ingredients, then just get on over to everything fair are doing and as always if you like the show please share it with someone obviously i do these uh, conversations with people around different kind of topics on food and drink and business but i also do short sharp kind of nutritional nugget based shows that are solo and i answer questions from clients that i see during the week so thanks very much continue to listen um, I think I'm over 15,000 listens now, which is fantastic, and uh, it's really cool to get your feedback. So have a great week. Have a great day.